Hi, this is uh, Fred Olin Ray, and this is One Take Territory. Uh, today is September 10th, and it's my birthday. Uh, I've managed to make it to 65 years of age uh, through all the wrestling and carnival work and everything that I've done. I feel pretty good, uh, and I'm uh, looking forward to having a pretty great day. I got an interesting um, present today. I got a theremin. Uh, if you know what that is, it's one of those strange things you move your hand around and it sort of makes the soundtrack uh, of Doctor Who come alive. So that's one of the more interesting things that I've, I've received. I've gotten some other great stuff, but I don't want to bore you with all of that. Let's just say I had a great party on Saturday night uh, with a lot, of, uh, a lot of my friends and um, I'm just kind of kicking back with my family today. And uh, since the passing of Carol Lindley uh, last week, I thought maybe uh, I would talk about the movie that I made with her called Spirits uh, briefly. There's not a lot to say about uh, uh, Carol. Um, she was offered to us. I, I was excited to have her, so I jumped at it. And um, she was an interesting person, and she liked to be called by her nickname, which was Char Baby. I don't know what the um, I don't know what the, the 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 purpose of that was, but you know, no problems for for me. And I remember that we shot her scenes at a church, which is on uh, I believe Hollywood Boulevard, and because I drive down that way quite a bit, just past Western and the church is on the left-hand side. It's for rent now. It's an empty church and I guess you can lease it. I don't know what you would do with it, but um, you can uh, lease this church. Uh, Eric Estrada was offered to us for this show as well. And um, I remember that we hired Eric. It was probably two days because he was at the house and he was at the church. And uh, the house was the same house that I used in Inner Sanctum. That's when we first discovered this house. And it was a kind of a creepy place. And it had another creepy place right next door to it. The one that we filmed in was occupied. The one next door was burned out in the insides, were burned out. And apparently a fire had gone through there and killed the cleaning staff. And they were just starting to redo the front. It had these big columns. And uh, we used the front of that house for evil tunes. And the, the, the front porch was painted lavender. The, the steps coming down off the big pillars were, was painted lavender for a Roger Corman movie called, um, I think it was called Rock and Roll High School Forever. It was kind of like a, one of those pointless sequels that no one remembers. <laughs> but uh, the inside of that house was uh, empty, and, but you could film in the one next to it. And across the street, across the street, directly across the street, was kind of a green, moldy-looking house that was used for the people under the stairs, which I think was a Wes Craven movie. And I did, I did scout that house one time, and I was totally creeped out because there were chicken feathers all over the inside. It was really sort of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of uh, feeling over there. So we made um, <clears throat> Spirits. It was the same house that we used in Evil Tunes. It was used for Teen Exorcist. And it was also used, as I said, for Inner Sanctum. And, uh, and in Evil Tunes, it was the interior of the house, but the exterior of the house next door was the one that was used. Also, the house next door had the 
cellar. It had the basement that had the well in it, uh, in spirits, and was also used in Evil Tune. So we, we actually filmed between the two houses, mostly. And uh, Estrada was an interesting guy. He was very friendly, very friendly, and he worked very hard to learn his lines. He kind of had them recorded and played them in his car, which some actors do uh, on his way to uh, work. And I remember, though, at one point, we needed to make the movie a little longer. So um, we devised a scene uh, which was shot at my house where Estrada is tempted by this demonic nun played by Michelle Bauer. And uh, I, the, the idea of a nun uh, with no clothes on, I thought was pretty interesting. And, uh, but Eric didn't want to deal with the income taxes. So for the third day, which was done later, uh, he wanted like an appliance, a big screen TV or washing machine, something like that. Uh, and we wanted to make Evil Tunes a little longer. Both these movies were being finished at the same time. So we brought Dick Miller over to my house on the very same day. And we did a scene with Dick Miller where he's watching himself on TV in Bucket of Blood. And then he gets the phone call from the girls in Evil Tunes and he's going to go over there. And Michelle comes out and she's playing Dick Miller's wife and she's... She kind of pops the top and says, but, you know, come on, honey, it's Saturday night. And Dick Miller says, why does every week got to have a Saturday night? So Dick filmed his stuff in the morning, and then he split. And then Estrada shows up about 1 o'clock, and, and then Michelle stays on. And we do a scene with the Estrada being seduced by a, a very fabulous-looking naked nun in, uh, in Michelle Barr. So she actually appeared in two movies on the same day. This was shot at uh, my house uh, uh, when I was neighbors with uh, David Carradine. Wow, there goes something off in the room. Hope the place doesn't blow up. Uh, the, 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 the whole idea behind Spirits, I, I think everybody wanted to make a movie that was like Legend of Hell House or The Haunting or The Evil. And, um, and we definitely watched all those movies before we did it. Brink Stevens was a perfect choice to play the, the Pamela Franklin role from Legend of Hell House because Brink is kind of you know, psychic in her own way. And uh, Bob Quarry was uh, a, a great choice to do the Richard Johnson role of the, you know, researcher and uh, all of that sort of stuff. Um, uh, Caitlin Hopkins, I'm pretty sure, uh, I'm going to click on her right now. I'm pretty sure that she was the daughter of uh, Shirley Knight. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. And it says, uh, hmm, uh, Caitlin Hopkins. Well, anyways, daughter of Shirley Knight. Yeah, Shirley Knight, if I'm not mistaken, was she the girl in the terror with Jack Nicholson? And she was like hooked up with Jack Nicholson uh, at one point. Anyway, Caitlin Hopkins uh, was, uh, what do you call it? Um, she was the girl who was the demon. She was the demonic uh, girl that appeared in bed with um, Oliver Darrow. And I thought the makeup on this movie was exceptional. And it was a very, very early efforts um, uh, by a company that I think would be called Optic Nerve. And, um, and they had um, Everett Burrell was uh, one of the guys. And I'm looking here right now, seeing if I can. Everett Burrell and John Bulich. And, um, and I believe their, their company was called Optic Nerve, but I thought the makeup was exceptional. And uh, what we learned, of course, is that 
is that when you take someone's eyebrows away and give them these sort of milky white contact lenses, they, it, get, it gets really creepy. And I thought the makeups they did on, uh, on Brink and, uh, and on the creature at the end, the guy who comes up out of the well, um, I thought was very, very good. I thought it was very effective. And in this movie, of course, we, there was a scene where Carol Lindley turns into a, a demon as well. Well, there was no way that uh, we were going to be able to uh, uh, sit Carol down and put this makeup on her. It took way too long. So Gary had a girl who would do it. And it turned out she was like a porn star. And her name was Sandra Margot, but I think her porn name was Tiffany Millions. Anyway, she came in and she sat there and she let them put that makeup on her so that when they touched the shoulder, you know, Carolyn Lee, all of a sudden it would whip around and we changed out, um, we changed out Sandra Margot for Carolyn Lee. And she had this incredible makeup on, which I, I thought was really, really good. At the beginning of the movie, uh, Chris Ray, young Chris Ray appears as a dead kid. <laughs> and it's funny, I saw this on, um, it played on the Chiller channel. Um, uh, which was a regular broadcast channel recently. And uh, they didn't edit it. They just blurred the tits and stuff out. And they, 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 they did, you know, pop and bleep some of the language. But uh, they didn't make any real edits, as I could see. They just blurred things out. So anyway, the film, uh, I thought, turned out pretty good. I liked the, um, the score a lot. Uh, we all wanted to cut it down, I think, um, I think we made some concessions to the distributor, which was a big mistake because they turned out to be uh, less than honest and honorable. They were called Double Helix Films. And I think we forced them into bankruptcy uh, in a lawsuit over this, this movie. Uh, but there's some scenes that are a little talky and a little long, especially there's one in the kitchen, I think, where Bob Corey's talking for a while. And, and then he hears, I think, Brink hammering a nail through her hand and they all run upstairs. I think that scene went on too long. And one at the very beginning where Bob is talking to um, uh, Catherine Lautner, uh, I think that I think that scene went on a little too long. And we would have liked to have cut it down, but we didn't get the chance. And I, I know that I think Langford always wishes that we could have put out a version. Um, now, I still believe we own the foreign rights to this. Uh, we're just not sure what to do with it. Um, and in most cases, these distributors walked away with a one-inch master. They don't have the negatives. So, you know, there may be one-inch masters floating around out there of spirits and stuff, but they're, the, the, the negative to make an HD 16 by 9 beautiful copy um, is not out there. It's not out there. Uh, I do believe that either Langford has it or I might have that negative. We might have that right here in our vault. I'm not sure. But uh, Lionsgate uh, owns the uh, film in the U.S., and uh, I think they've put it on streaming on uh, Amazon Prime from the old one inch. Um, and they're not that interested in distributing it. So before you ask me when the um, Blu-ray will be out, let me tell you something that will never be out as long as Lionsgate owns the film. Uh, they won't license it back to us and uh, they don't seem to have any interest in it at all. So anyway, I also wanted to point out that it's also Don the Dragon Wilson's uh, birthday today. He was born on exactly the same day, in the same year that I was. Uh, we grew up 60 miles apart from each other in Florida. His middle name is Glenn, G-L-E-N. Mine is Olin, O-L-E-N. And um, I think that's very, very interesting. And of course, our friend Henrik Couteau, who um, 
we recently did a production with, but we're going to tell you about that when it's the launch time, which is after I finish my next TV movie. So in October, you're going to get some big news of a, of a project that we did with Henrik. And um, I'll leave it at that. Thanks for listening.